President Trump literally just walking out of his meeting with uh, the House GOP caucus to talk about these immigration bills that are going to be voted on later this week. And joining us right now live from Washington, D.C., is the hardest working congressman in the country, Congressman Kevin Kramer. Congressman, welcome back to Point of View, sir. Uh, for the people watching right now, the most important thing they should know about this meeting that just took place with President Trump is what? Well, I think the, the biggest takeaway from the meeting was the president reassured the Republican conference that he needs one of these bills to pass and uh, he's going to fully support it not only in that room but out in the public arena as well and that he's got our backs. He, was, he re emphasized over and over that um, how badly he needs the bill and how badly uh, how strongly he supports it and how strongly he'll have our backs should there be you know some pushback or blowback on the bill bill because these both these bills the good lap bill and the the uh, the more compromised uh, leadership bill are both good bills both of them we, we all would love them to do even more but um, but they're both good bills but probably the compromise one does a little more <clears throat> along the lines of the issue of the day and that is of course regarding the separation of families at the border We'll talk about that in just a moment, sir, but I want to back up for a second when you say he says, hey, I will back either one of these bills and I need it badly. Two things. One, earlier today he was at the NFIB small business event and said, yeah. hey, I want to see Congress give me a third option. So is that idea now squelched? And when he says, hey, I badly need these bills, what is, is he saying that because he needs that bill to get passed to, to can keep control of the House? Or what is he referring to specifically? Oh, no. No, no, Chris. He just he wants to settle these, this issue of immigration specifically and, and more even with a finer point. He wants to, to uh, settle this issue of the, uh, you know, the families that are being separated at the border as part of, um, a part of the bill. So I think when he was talking about a third option, and, and you know, as you know, there are some members working on some third options, and that very well might be an outcome at some point. But we have some good bills already in place that take care of the issue, that change the law, that give the jurisdiction very specifically, give the jurisdiction at the border to DHS rather than DOJ, as long as the process is continuing, because it's the Department of uh, Homeland Security that can, of course, take jurisdiction of the children. And as long as the children and the families, the parents, if that's what we have, or adults are, are together, they should be under the jurisdiction of DHS, even if there's a prosecution taking place of the uh, of the adults in the in the uh, family unit. So they'll be held in like a family detention center sort of thing. Well, and that's part of the bill is that we have to build more facilities for people that would that could house in, in a compassionate and a humane way entire families under the jurisdiction of DHS. Now we also have to ch you know change the things that are creating the problem. Cr provide the right incentives, if you will, um, things that get rid of the you know the, of the uh, catch and release program, for example. Um, so that there's not the incentive for people to grab children, bring them across the border, and then be released into the interior of the country, which is what the, is what the status was prior to uh, the president's policies. So the good life bill or the more moderate bill, do they both take care of this situation so that kids and parents will no longer be separated even though they cross the border illegally? Well, I think it's more the the compromise bill, if you will, the more moderate. I think some people would call it moderate bill, although it's it's awfully conservative, Chris. I mean, it ends chain migration, it repurposes the visa lottery visas, uh, it builds the wall, it it requires the funding for the wall to be spent on border security, including the wall, before DACA, for example, the the pathway to legal status or perhaps citizenship at some point even begins. It has very strict requirements for DACA recipients to even to earn legal status. Uh, at the same time, it it's that bill that carries this other language that 
keeps the uh, family unit in place throughout the process at the border, including, if it should include, prosecution of the adults. Which, by the way, interestingly, you know, and Chris and I have lived this very up close and personal. In the United States of America, if you have a criminal parent, you're often removed from the family. And, uh, and th that happens prior to prosecution in many cases. Chris and I have been foster parents, so we're very familiar well, with that process. But guess so th what? This is actually more compassionate, actually. Per Senator Heidi Heitkamp, that law may be changed, and I'll talk about that in just a moment. But I want to talk to you about this is the fact that so um, do either one of these bills, meaning the good life bill or this more moderate bill, based on what you heard tonight, do either one of them pass? I think you're voting, this, voting on this on Thursday. Do either one of them pass? Yeah, I think it's uphill. Frankly, Chris, um, you know, for different reasons. I think the good the Goodlap bill. I, I support both of them. By the way, I think we have to get to a solution. And while there are no perfect solutions, both of these are good solutions. The the thing about the the Goodlap bill is pretty straightforward. It does many of the same things as the the other bill does. Um, the the you know it may not be as generous on the DACA side of things. Although again, I don't see the DACA piece that we're talking about, which fits by the way nicely in the president's four pillars that he talked about months ago. Um, I don't see it as amnesty. That's the wrap on it. But, you know, amnesty to me is when you just simply look the other way and, and give them a free pass. This is not a free pass at all. This is a very steep hill that, that DACA registered um, immigrants have to, have to uh, climb in order to get to legal status. And I think it's appropriate Chris, but um, the repurposing of existing visas, for example, I think is a, a very so, good solution. Pro let me ask you this, sir. If neither one of these pass, sure. then what? Well, if neither one of these pass, then I think perhaps there is the third option. And, and uh, that third option might be an even more narrowly focused piece of legislation. But, Chris, I, I don't think it's appropriate that we just you know, deal with things one issue at a time when we have a larger issue. And the larger issue is what's the incentive that draws, you know, people, whether it's children, families, or worse yet, human traffickers from Central America to take kids all the way across Mexico into the United States of America, bring them across illegally, not even taking them to, you know, a, a appropriate crossing where they could declare asylum if that's actually the reason for their coming. Um, we have to deal with that problem rather than just the symptoms of the problem. And so I think it's entirely appropriate. And I think over the course of the next couple of days, certainly the president's presence today will make a difference among our conference. I think the generosity of, of part of the bill should attract the Democrats to it. it. It'll be an incredible test as to how badly people really want to solve this problem that they say they want to solve. And I'm talking about people that are both the Republicans and Democrats couple of things, sir, because I do want to get onto this IG hearing and President Trump sure. coming at the end of the month. Um, do you support President Trump's zero-tolerance policy that is temporarily separating kids from their parents? I, I support... Listen, I, I, I wonder, Chris, how did we get to a place in America where... Congress passes laws and then tells the law enforcement officials, you decide which ones are going to be enforced or not. We need to change the law. But do I support a zero tolerance? I think that the spirit of the law and the... Uh, let me put it this way, Chris. If we don't have zero tolerance for criminal behavior, guess what we do? We attract more criminals. So while I know it perhaps sounds like it's not very compassionate, and I know that there are people in, in this, in this uh, town that I'm standing in right now that are recording every word of this. But if we can't give our law enforcement officers clear direction as to what laws, you know, um, what the laws are, and 
the enforcement of those laws, then we're putting way too much discretion in the hands of law enforcement officers. So do I support a no tolerance? I do, but I also support changing the law so that it's a more compassionate law. So let me ask you this, because I asked on Facebook earlier today, hey, do you have any questions for Congressman Kevin Kramer? He'll be with us tonight. Diane uh, Hinman says, why is a misdemeanor warrant warranting a separation from their parents? Well, first of all, it depends on what the person, you know, the people crossing the border are doing, wh wh whether it's a criminal behavior or it's not criminal. But it, these are wait, these, wait, wait, these wait, are wait. separations based on cr on criminal on a on a criminal code. So, but but there are lots of times when children are are uh, separated from their parents when their parents are behaving improperly until such time as they're vetted. This is why the bill is so important, these laws are so important, so that we remove that and we give the benefit of the doubt to the family unit, leave the family unit together under the jurisdiction of DHS until the parents are vetted and until, if necessary, there's a prosecution. That is a generosity but, not afforded to, to American citizens today. And Congressman, I think on the flip side, because a lot of people are saying that, hey, Republicans are using these kids um, as pawns to you know, change the immigration laws or to get what President Trump is looking for. We all know that President Trump could make a phone call, change this policy. It sounds like you're suggesting, hey, we want to keep the family units together. Why not just do that temporarily until we get this done legislatively? Because that sends the signal that is out, that we're already dealing with, that, that our borders are wide open, bring your children, come across Mexico, who's going to do nothing about it, by the way, that you're going to cross into Mexico, no problem, as long as you promise to keep going. And it, what it is, is it's, it's a billboard that says, you know, bring, bring everybody across the, the United States, step into our country, and you'll be afforded asylum, uh, and, and before long you're released into the center of the country. We have to stop this. We, can't, we have the most generous immigration policies in the world, and people ought to know how to get here legally. Go through the process. It's not all that difficult. You don't have to cross the Rio Grande. You just come in through a border crossing, and then you can stake your claim for asylum. That's the way to do it. And we need to send that clear signal, in my view, that that's the way to do it. Otherwise, you're going to just, again, encourage bad behavior rather than the right behavior. So, Congressman, as you know, these, these immigration bills were all set to be voted on this week because the House Farm Bill did not pass. The right. deal was, hey, let's put the immigration bills up. Then on Friday, June 22nd, in other words, this Friday, there will be a vote on the House Farm Bill. Is that still scheduled? And if so, will it pass this Friday? Well, it's interesting, Chris, because it's really not scheduled. It's scheduled by virtue of the fact that, there, that um, unless we either vote on it or we extend it again, the, uh, the motion to reconsider, um, you know, it expires. The, the current bill, at least, expires on, on this Friday. I expect we will vote on it Friday uh, because the deal was that if we vote on these immigration bills, we get to vote on a farm bill. Several members of the Freedom Caucus said if we do that, they'll vote for the farm bill. Um, taking them at their word, I would expect we should be able to pass a farm bill. That said, I'm still not certain of it. I don't know that there's a whip count yet that gets to 215, which is the new number for a majority should every member vote. So it's not, a, it's not easy by any stretch. I don't think it's a given. And uh, I've learned not to, you know, I've learned to sort of expect the unexpected around here. Congressman Peter Strzok was walked out of the FBI building today. I want to talk a little bit about this IG report. In this House hearing today, uh, somebody said to the IG that Rod Rosenstein is going to be fired this Friday. Are you hearing the same thing in the swamp? 
Well, we hear all kinds of things like that. I, I think it's about time in the case of, of Peter Strzok, for, for crying out loud. I can't even believe that it's come to this point where somebody could get caught. And by the way, one of the revelations, I think, or maybe the clarifications throughout the day was that these, these text messages between he and his lover talking about how they're going to stop the Trump from being elected and how they've got to stop it and expressing all their bias weren't even, you know, weren't even uh, forthcoming by the department. Right. It wasn't until, uh, you know, pretty significant searching that they, they even surfaced. So um, it's long past time for him to be fired, I, I, obviously. I, I, I got to ask you this, sir. I've got some sources that are telling me that we're going to have some surprises on June 27th when President Trump is in Fargo. What I mean specifically is that we legitimately here in Fargo could be chanting, lock her up, lock her up. Are you hearing anything similar? <laughs> I, I, I've not heard that, Chris. I don't, you know, I don't spend a lot of time um, talking to people who, who are um, you know, protesters. However, I guess there are times when... No, I think, uh, I, I'm suggesting it, it that there, there, there is, again, sources I, I talk to, that an indictment yeah. could be announced yeah. on June 27th for Hillary Rodham Clinton. Any veracity I, to that? I just, I don't see that coming, Chris. I, I right. Personally, I think the Hillary Clinton ship has sailed, it, it, quite honestly. She lost the election. Um, but I think it's, what's interesting to me is that all this energy is spent on Hillary Rodham Clinton now when it should have been being spent by the FBI when they were investigating her. Instead, they turned all their energy into trying to somehow delegitimize de Wait, what, what I'm going to say then, so... For, do you support a second special counsel or a U.S. attorney to look into this? Uh, because the thing with the IG is he doesn't have, uh, you know, prosecutorial powers. Right. He can't call a, a grand jury. So you're just going to let Hillary Clinton walk away from this whole thing? Shouldn't there be a U.S. attorney or a second special counsel to go after her? I, w I would prefer that it be somebody within the Justice Department already, like a U.S. attorney, that it could be, you know, that could be handed off to them. I think that the, certainly the IG has given some, provided some evidence and some cause for perhaps digging into it further. Congressman Kramer, last I question. I, frankly, I, I don't expect it, if you want to know the truth. I just I've, don't. <laughs> well, with that being said, I mean, last night on Laura Ingram, Jeff Sessions says, yeah, I think the FBI and the DOJ are doing a great job getting these documents over to Nunez. Yeah. I'm like, is this guy, last question, when I got 30 seconds. Poll results exclusively from Value News Live last night shows you up by 4, 48-44 over Senator Heidi Heitkamp. Is your polling showing something similar? Anything else you want to tell us about what stood out to you about those polling results? Well, I want to make sure everybody understands. I'm in the United States Capitol talking about official business here. I, I guess I, I'm glad I'm me. I'm glad I'm where I am, and it's pretty consistent with what we've seen. I'm glad I'm me. That sounds like Terrell Owens. I love me some me. <laughs> Congressman Kevin Kramer. I'd rather be me in this election right now. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Thank you for the time. But I'm me. happy to be in the House of Representatives doing the people's work. Next That's time, the best politics do me a favor, if you will, if you can, maybe after the election, but bring some popcorn like Terrell Owens and be like, I love me some me. Thank you, Congressman Kramer. <laughs> Have a great night. <laughs> All right, stick around. We come